Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland emanating from 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street, which is a great wine bar. And we want to thank Bob, Lou, and Ray. We'll talk more about them a little later. This is episode six, guys. Hard to believe. And I want to thank uh, KDK Radio and our corporate company, which is Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, adding us to the platform of podcast nationally. So, we hope to be international soon enough, but uh, Jim, how many podcasts do you do? 260, Larry, and we've gone six so far. You have, we haven't gotten yanked from the air. We haven't offended anyone yet. We're working on protests yet. <laughs> but it's well, coming. We, it's going to happen. That's the goal. We're, we're six in. It seems like we've been here a long time. It's so. fun. Yeah. We have a we're, long way to go to catch up with Jim. Hey. It's all right. We got a lot of wine. This is a great plate. We got wine here. We got, we, I know. We can, do, we can do four shows a day here. I was looking behind us, though, and all the wine go. bottles are empty. That was me. Well, oh. we <laughs> introduced I you early in the morning and drink <laughs> to the Haunted Housewives of Pittsburgh and discovered in our conversations. And Sheila, you were there. So a little later, we're going to talk to somebody. This goes above haunted, right? Oh, oh way above haunted. This is crazy. This, this is demonic. Is a demonic the possession. Demons. Yes. His name is Larry. Yes. You sure? His demons. <laughs> I knew the exorcist. <laughs> My buddy. So you'll introduce us to your friend, Bob? Yes, I will. I promise. Okay. In meantime, we thought it would be fun because if you're not on social media, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, number one, but you're only half person from everybody in Pittsburgh, and so is somebody that Jimmy and I, and Sheila, I'm sure you've mm -hmm. come across. Well. Saul, oh, yeah. you've been I'm in marketing so for so long. How many years have you been doing what you're doing um, in, in Pittsburgh? Dog years or regular years? Dog, uh, dog I, years of 108. I can't um, do the math. Me neither. It's horrible. I went to, yeah. So, no, actually, 20, almost 25 years in business. And so yeah. you promoted big shows. Everything. And you've done whatever. King Cirque du Soleil and Van Gogh now. You introduced me to the Grand Chapiteau when yes. uh, the first Cirque du Soleil came to the parking lot at Three Rivers. Something? What are you a, talking about, Larry? Cirque a, du Soleil. It's kind of it's incredible though because uh, you know everyone there at Cirque has these great French Canadian names, and I can't speak French. And the only French I know is like Mario Lemieux or Gilbert Perrault. That's all <laughs> oh I have. I have nothing. Right. So, so um, no, we've been in the middle of some really big things. It's been cool. great. You guys have been very supportive, and this Kren guy here. Do I have a story for you? We'll talk about that later. Oh. He almost got me fired once. That's a whole other story. Jim Crenn almost got almost you fired. Got fired. Oh. Yeah, yeah, almost a long got a lot of people fired. time ago, yeah. So we'll talk about well, this. I'm, I'm excited about the, uh, your son here. I'm, I, I watch TikTok. Now, a lot of people like me get lost in TikTok. I could watch it for, you to, I'm just going to watch a couple of videos, right? You, yeah. right? You're there for like an hour, two yeah, hours. Yeah, you're there for like a couple hours. Right? You yeah. can't keep stop. scrolling, keep scrolling. Once you're, on, once you're on TikTok, you just can't stop, It's, a, it's really addictive and it's, it's fun. It's mind, good mindless yes. stuff. Yeah. And, and there's all kind of strange, different shit. That's what the creativity is. So we should explain yes. that Saul is our connection to his son, Brandon. Brandon and Max. Brandon became, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Max. Max. Yeah. You don't use your real name. No, no. I'm Brandon Max. That's my, that's my legal name. That's your... You're, oh, I thought is it? No, it's not. I'm just kidding. What? No, she did what? Anyway. I'm joking. No, I'm just joking. No, no. We so don't, joking. Is that your baptismal name? We don't use no, last name because, unfortunately, social media gets a little crazy. So oh, really? There's no. been people kind of yeah, looking, yeah, yeah. looking around. We'll, we'll see. get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. So yeah. what, what transpired was yes. Saul says, hey, my son has kind of taken off on TikTok. 
-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, that's nice. He probably has a couple dozen (laughs) followers. And then I I look, and Brandon has nearly 3 million people watching him on TikTok. It's crazy. Three, crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's 2.5 million at this very Plus, moment. So in, in marketing, that's nearly 3 million. We're rounding up to 3 million. So. so let's back up. How old are you, Brandon? I'm 20 years old. And when did you start posting videos on TikTok? So I started TikTok back in March of 2019. So it's been it's been a little over two years. Why did you want to pe- do it? Yeah. Yeah. And how Why many did people did you think it? would actually follow you? I thought like. I wasn't even expecting a thousand to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a thousand the very, very most, but it just, you know, at I first, so really I'll start off by saying like how I first like started, started. So all of my peers, um, all my peers were on the app and like, I just, I felt shy about being on social media. Like, you know, I just, I mean, I love social media my whole life, but, mm-hmm. or ever since I was younger right. and so basically, you know. um, so so my one of my friends was like, Brandon, you should, you should get on TikTok. You should create an account. I could just see you doing some really fun content because you know I've always been described as like a fun, outgoing person. So basically, they convinced me. They were like, okay. I ended up convincing myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to download TikTok. I'm going to create an account. I'm just going to start posting stuff. What kind of material? What, what, what yeah. kind of material? I was doing a little bit of everything. So I was doing a little bit of like some comedy skits. Some like I did like a couple dance videos, which were awful, which were like which so were embarrassing. What was the yeah. video that put you into the stratosphere? So six months later, after I started in March, so you're looking December, no, not December, September of 2019, I, um, I did a video with my dad. Um, this was this grilled cheese video that blew up that became like instantly our signature video. The grilled uh, cheese. The grilled we were, cheese video. We were actually, at, we were escaping. This is interesting. We were down in Florida at the time. Uh, we were escaping a hurricane because my people do not like hurricanes. Just want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they do not like know, hurricanes. We, we tried to hire fact. someone to stop the hurricane. It didn't work. <laughs> we tried. You know, we, we hired people for everything. You know, but we couldn't hire them. So, so we ran off to D.C. For a little bit, right? Yeah. And so it was late at night, and good old Brandon Max here said, I'm getting really hungry. And I said, let's just go find something to eat. We ended up in this really horrible little restaurant. And I looked at the, I looked at the menu. <laughs> we were looking at it. I said, I'm not going to eat that. There's no I said, they can't F up a grilled cheese sandwich. It's impossible. They can't. It's no, like it's, it's impossible. It's a piece of cheese <laughs> and bread. Unless it's a piece of rotten cheese. Yeah, it's so a whole different story. So we won't so, get into that. So I said, so. we ordered a grilled cheese sandwich and yeah. fries. Yeah, yeah. We sat down, and he was trying to find his way on TikTok. And I looked at him. I said, "Why don't we just sing about grilled cheese? Let's just do something." Yeah, let's just sing Everyone about, grilled, about cheese. grilled cheese. I let's mean, just do something. Yeah, yeah. And so that what happened after that? Brand? So basically, <laughs> so, so we posted that video. It was a Monday night. So Monday nights are like my slowest night. And the grilled cheese wasn't even that great. But go ahead, move and on. Yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Cheese. We'll get into yeah, that. Did. It was a grilled cheese sandwich. Come I mean, on, people. But bottom line, so I posted the video at like ten thirty at night. Didn't do anything. It only yeah. got two hundred views, which is still a decent amount at that period of time. Sure. Within two days later, it went from 200 views to half a million. Okay. Blew up. <laughs> wow. Then a week later, it hit 2 million views, and now currently it's close to 3 million at this very just, day. Can you reenact yes. it for us? Oh, the sure. Song, the yeah, cheese. let's do yes. it. Yeah, then, wait. Yeah, let's okay, set it up. Yeah, let's, let's, let's set it up. Brandon Max. You know, yeah, yeah I know the whole and script. His dad. And his dad, yeah. Saul. Obviously, right, Brandon we'll took all right, his we'll singing we'll talent from his mother. Go ahead. We'll script it. I have it. Okay. Do you know what my dad and I have in common? What's that, Brand Max? No. no. We, oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Come on, Dad. Take two. Take two. Okay. Do you know what my dad and I have in common? We both love grilled cheese. cheese. Yes. That's not how it goes. Grilled cheese. That's not how the video goes. Okay. It's it's. 
I, I sing the song and then you sing the song. Oh. Okay, okay, we're gonna do this one more time. <laughs> so you're the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote the script. Great. It was him who like. Okay, 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 okay let's he's do it. He's Paul. You're John. <laughs> I can take it. Let's do this one more time. I did the logo Dad, get it right this time, will you? <laughs> All right, yeah. then we'll react. We'll reenact <laughs> our um our Paul Stanley most viral video. <laughs> Simmons, guys. Oh, so that yes. one was not the most viral video. No, it was our second most viral oh, video. Okay. Ever known the most viral video we did was a grill. Was a cheese pizza video. Which was a send this video. Let's do that one real quick. And that one hit 13.2 million. And there's a big pizza behind you. Oh yeah, big you're doing this. All right, go ahead. Give us a give us a little. Let's do the grilled cheese video one more time. I got. We'll do the cheese pizza. I'm ready. Go. Okay. Do you know what my dad and I have in common? We both like grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. That's it. That's it. And you I got 13 just, million you go. people. No, it's 2.6. 2.6 million. All right, we're gonna oh, do 2.6 million. Do our no, but let me tell you about that one. So suddenly, after that happened, he would walk through malls. And this is a we can move on to. That. Yeah. He would walk through like places, like everywhere. And they recognize him. He would say, "Grilled cheese, dude." Really? Grilled cheese. Yeah. Are you serious? You know what? <laughs> but how how many people watch this? Three million? Five? Or this particular so video? One nearly video 10 million. 2.8 million. 2.8 million watched that video. Could you imagine? There's bands out there writing songs and putting the, exactly. this is my masterpiece and. And they can't I'm get near waiting, what you're I'm grilled cheese on. I'm waiting for University to actually do the band thing. Grilled cheese. You know, the whole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why is it like. Why well, is it like Jimmy Harry Styles and I. Or someone covering the song. This could be Wow. Harry Styles was just in town last Look, week. I went crazy right. for did him. Did you open up for him? I did not. I, you I'm should a, sell I'm him. I'm a big fan of Harry no, Styles. I told, I told Brandon cool. that it's one person in their basement watching it 2.5 million times. It's our same guy going. Funny. Loves grilled cheese. Still funny. Well, listen to this. So, Jim and I and Sheila, we have a long. Collective career on radio and television, you know, more yes. traditional ways. Yeah, and then how many years ago, Jim and I went to Italy with the late great wrestler Bruno That's San Martino with Donnie Iris oh, with us. And, wow, and, but we're on. So Jim posted these little videos, more traditional on Facebook. So funny. TikTok didn't exist yeah. then. Mm -hmm. And we had about 100,000 views on one of those wow. from Italy. That's we did. He did like a travel log. We did four. We got five hundred fifty thousand views in the four. That's incredible. It's the first time. See the power of the social media. It's the first time in my career being on TV and radio where strangers recognized me from a video they saw on Facebook. That's but incredible. Like, but it was you, you, the two of you, and Donnie Iris, and you still got five hundred thousand views. Yes. Here, Brandon. Millions. It's two and a half million. And it's like, you know, it's crazy because I've done close to 2,000 videos. I've counted, and it tells me, like, on my end mm -hmm. of TikTok. And, like, typically, like, over the summer, and this is this past summer, when I was doing, I mean, I've, I've always been doing really well, and I'm really grateful, you know, for my supporters. And mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been an incredible experience so far, and I'm beyond grateful, you know, for everyone who supported me. And even the people who don't support me, I still support them. Right. Because that's the kind of person I am. But, um, like, Basically, I'd get, I'd average during, you know, quarantine. That's when my my page skyrocketed. Okay, that's yeah. when I jumped from. It was like a couple, a few months after the grilled cheese video. I went from I after the grilled cheese video, I hit a hundred thousand followers from five thousand followers okay. instantly, and then hit basically June of twenty twenty was a huge month for me because um, I graduated from high school virtually, and two days later I hit a million followers on TikTok, and then three weeks later. I, I got verified on TikTok. Wow. Well, what does that mean? When you get verified, does this translate into financial gain? 
at all. Um, well, you're in some numbers. Yeah, it's it's definitely like I um I personally don't handle that side. I let I leave it up to but my there dad. There is financial gain. There is. There oh, is he didn't stuff. tell you how much money you made. Do you think I'm going to tell him? Yeah, oh. we're not going to tell you how much money. Yeah, you were supposed to pay him. <laughs> what? It's gonna be, oh yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, I see Britney Spears thing down here. Big lawsuit. It's like this. Like, I'm going to say that like my mom. You have a roof over your head. Yes, exactly. So what do you want to do with all this? What I want to do? So you know, I I definitely you know I've. I've gotten like, the biggest sponsor that I've gotten so far is I did a deal with Duncan. Okay. I did a huge. I promoted their uh, grilled cheese melts, which are let me tell Makes you. Sense. And right. you think I'm saying this because Duncan wants me to say this, but I'm personally saying oh, this it's from my cheese. Well, Duncan kind of wants you to say it. No, no, it's really good. It's a killer cheese. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is killer grilled cheese. It is like literally if you. Are ever at Duncan? I'm serious. And what you have kids. Like, what is, what is, you got to do it. Next time you come on a show, if you could bring a couple, I wouldn't mind. Try oh, it. Yeah. I would love to. Try it. That would be awesome. Well, the, whole, like, the one thing he didn't talk and I'll go back to the whole financial part of it. Yeah. All right. He's been doing this whole thing actually just for fun. He does yeah, I've been fun. doing it for fun. You know, mom and I are like, hey, come on, people. And so Pay you know, up. we really haven't done it. <laughs> I know how much he, how well he can probably do on this thing, but we've been really, really picky about who he who's uh, part of it. Well, Duncan's a pretty credible brand. It's a nice one, but still. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's people out there who are interested, but that really, he he kind he kind of loves doing this thing just because it's fun. But you want to keep yeah. doing? I mean, That's what do you want to do I next? I want to keep. I just want to keep. You know, making content. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely want to. You know, like I, I love doing this. Like it's definitely become part. You know, of my hobby. I also work over right before I started TikTok. I actually worked at a hotel, and that's really like where you know, because I've always been into like hospitality management, etc. But I'm the, currently it, working at right this now. point, though. Do you want to be? I've been a professional entertainer my whole life, stand up, radio, whatever. I want to get into that. Is that what you want to be? A professional I entertainer? Want, that is that's definitely one of my dream jobs yeah. for sure. Because you know, hotel management and this are like two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I love being that's on like camera. a job. Mm-hmm. I yeah. seriously like I really enjoy doing what I'm doing i, and I know I've, tiktok's not going to be there forever so that's why i'm thinking in the back of my mind what how can i continue doing this uh, moving forward you're right i haven't had a real job ever <laughs> don't say that no, it's, an, it's an entertainer though it's, well, it's, not, it's, it's still not work a job. it's, it's not still work. a job it's work. Yeah. one thing he hasn't <laughs> talked work, about too, definitely. Which, is, which i think is really important too is he's had a lot of health issues and that's one thing that i'd like to bring up too yeah mm-hmm. please bring you know, that through up. the years he's had he's had a condition called pandas which is a pediatric autoimmune disorder mm-hmm. which i'd like to Put a little awareness out there about that too. Okay, sure. Sure. What is it yeah. called again, Saul? It's so. called pandas, like the bear. It's a, it's pediatric autoneurological disorder associated with strep. That's where it's it, that's the uh, and uh, kids like him. It, it's a disorder. One in, they say one in two hundred kids have it, and unfortunately, what it is, it, it's it's an inflammation of the brain. So it's like when most kids get strep throat. Unfortunately, you know you, you know they you know they they take uh, antibiotics within two weeks later they're done. A lot of kids that have pandas they have hidden strep. And so the kids will start flaring out, and they start having. And the reason it's happening is because their, fl- their brain is inflamed. If they don't, you know, swab for, for you don't ask your doctor to look for it, they're not going to find it. So yeah. they end up at Western Saga. They end up at different places. We're fortunate that my, you know, Bonnie, my wife, actually early on with friends of ours who are doctors, figured out what it was. Mm. And so that was the reason why he was cyber school for four years in high school. You know, he had to, he couldn't get sick, and so. That's the part of the story which I think is the most exciting I for him. But you, you, know, but forget, you, yeah. but you know what? God works in mysterious ways. It's unbelievable. Here he is cyber school. He knows more about computers exactly. and social media right. than anyone. Right. And I, wanna, kind of fits. I wanna explain like the backside of the story because we didn't get to that because yet. It's important I feel for... it's like really important, you know, that you guys hear and you know, I really would love to share this with you. 
So basically, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. I'm proud. I'm proud Yinzer. Mm-hmm. I um I was born at Shady Side Hospital. I shouldn't have given that out. <laughs> I was. We got some Yinzer yeah. t-shirts. I'm, I'm still paying the bill. I was. Go ahead. I swear. Like I um I grew up in Fox Chapel. So that you know I rough neighborhood. Oh, it's really? not a rough neighborhood. It's not a rough neighborhood. It's a oh, it's a rough. Were one. you in a gang? <laughs> no, that was not. All right, that just was checking. Not. That's not what yeah, we that's heard. That's not what Brandon. we heard. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> line, I grew up in Fox Chapel. I attended um, St. Edmunds Academy in kindergarten or no, preschool and mm. kindergarten, and then yeah. went to you know Carroll Elementary. Attended that first through fifth, and did Dorseyville. And then I did the high school virtually because of my autoimmune on um, part of the autoimmune that I had called okay. pandas, which my dad just talked about a little bit. Um, it affected my auto. It basically I would catch every illness going around school. So it got to the point where like, th- I mean, it, the symptoms weren't like really, really bad until middle, like early middle school, like sixth and seventh grade be where I would go to school. And if someone had like a stomach virus or even like the, sm- the smallest cold, I'd catch the worst of it. So I was really between going – I was mainly at home. I was mainly doing school at home because I was so sick. I was just not feeling too good. Right. So um, basically that caused a lot of – you know, it caused separation between me and my par- peers because I um, – unfortunately from halfway through seventh grade through senior year – I had to permanently become virtual school. And there was a lot of bullying involved because he was different. And there was bullying involved in school. Um, Sixth grade was definitely a really rough year for me because I got severely bullied. And, I mean, a lot of awful stuff happened, a lot of trauma that I I still, you know, think about. And, you know, I've I've worked with therapists in the past to to get rid of – as much as I could to get rid of all that trauma that happened with the bullying and all that. So, but bottom line, you know – um, when I left, um, well, I, I don't want to say I left Fox Chapel because the cyber program that I did was actually through Fox Chapel. So technically, I graduated through. It's called Fox Chapel Area Online. It's an online like virtual program, etc. But the bottom line, so um, my health got so bad that I couldn't be in Pittsburgh during the winter because there was something like the the thinness of the air, like it was just. So we ended up getting a place down in Florida, outside of Orlando, okay. and I just, you know this was when I was really, really sick and I just, I quit, like, I just basically, so I, um, I was down there for like, I ended off up and being on there for, for off and on for a few years from like 2018 through like last through right before COVID. You must've been pet COVID must've been, Rough. Been very rough. Yeah. COVID, rough. Did you really you get it? Did you? COVID was really Especially in rough. Florida because yeah, they scary. don't really believe they don't care in really Florida. Yeah. Right. So, so, so the TikTok experience must have been a godsend for that you. That started in Florida. That started – I my most some – of, some of my most successful videos were recorded at my house in Florida that I had. Um, and, you know, like right now, like right now I'm finally – my strength is definitely through the roof, and I'm feeling like a whole. Di- I'm feeling much stronger and much. And the cool thing, real quick, the cool thing with his TikToks is suddenly the reason that, that he came back to Pittsburgh now he's being recognized everywhere, and mm-hmm. so you're feeling you know the idea of, of uh, you know what TikTok has done for you, to get people. And here's 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 what TikTok. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna. I know we only have yeah, so much time okay. left, but bottom line. So what I was so one of the reasons I was so I actually I was off of social media as from the second that I left. Um, you know, left in-person school, public school, to becoming virtual, um, I had to delete social media because it, it hurt me so bad when I would see my peers at school with their friends. Right. And I was at home. Like, I couldn't really leave my house. I was that sick. So um, basically, it was a huge deal for me in, in 2019 because I was finally – that's when – that was like three months after we moved down to Florida for a little bit. 
and I was getting acclimated. I was making some other friends that were homeschooled down there, which was super nice. Mm -hmm. And they that they really, you know, I, I give them all the credit in the world because they convinced me to download TikTok. Mm. And look what happened to you. I downloaded it, and of course, I I just didn't know what I was doing. And then little did I know, I was getting all these messages from all my peers at Fox Chapel. Like, look, cool like part. that was the cool that was the coolest thing when I got all these the messages from so them. I got connections, Full round connection, mm -hmm. and now wow. they look up to me. And now I've become this big star of Fox Chapel. Well, you know what the, <laughs> the strange thing is? Isn't all amazing. The, all the yeah. challenges that yeah. you went through. Yeah, all, all the, the trauma you're talking about. That's what makes a performer. It really does. That's, that's it. what makes it unique. And like I said, God works in mysterious ways. So that's what makes the performer. And the, the isolation, the in, as a comedian, or you perform, a lot of it's introspection. Well, I, I, you know, I do, I, most of my time is writing in my condom. My mother thinks I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Look at Jim. He wow. makes money. You're going to make money. Yeah. yeah. Well, he never leaves his well, Before you go, yeah. can, can we do a video with you? Of course. So that how does this you. work if we wanted to <laughs> make a, 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 we a, a TikTok video? TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out, is there any yeah, good can, food around here yeah, somewhere? We, can, we, can, we, yeah, have, a, we have one kazoo. That you do? Food, but okay. Okay. Right. We have a Yenzer bar. Yenzer, how about There it is. Here we go. Oh, Yenzer bar. Let's sing about the Yenzer bar. Look at it. We're talking about chocolate, by the way. We're not talking about alcohol. I got to teach you guys a new word that's in my, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the word bussin. Bussin? Bussin. Bussin. We're old. So bussin means a food that's really good. Okay. okay. So oh, that is. We got like some bussin for you. So if I were like that, coffee is bussin. Then that but then that coffee great is coffee. really good. Okay, yeah. Brandon. So, take a look at this bar. Yins are on a shelf, and read the fine shelf. print. Yeah, I see. Fries on everything. Oh, that's so funny. fries on everything. <laughs> a Yinzer cookbook. Let me ask you guys this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is this chocolate bar bussin? Oh, it's, it's bussin. bussin. Oh, it's bussin. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's bussin. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, of course. How would you? How much would you say? It's a twelve. Eleven. You'll love it. Twelve. You'll love it. Eleven. But I'll say. But for you, thirteen. No, all right, so <laughs> so okay. how do we make the video? We do so the videos are all improvised that I do. Yes. I do so who picture. shoots the videos? Um, we, we do it together. We shoot each other. Yeah. We shoot well, how do you do the it's video? And then do the phones, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. let's, yeah. Do yeah. let's do one. This is it. Yeah. Right. This is big. Three million people Whoa. will see this. Oh, yeah. not, not three million people. Oh, darn. Go with it, Brandon. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's your dad's number. All right, all right. He's in marketing. Yeah. All right, so basically, we might get negative views. <laughs> right, right now, I have um, only because everyone's in school right now. So okay, that's right. so that's why I typically don't post. Until well, they'll the check it okay, later. Okay, well, we're good. Though. We can wait. Yeah, right, right. wait. So really, I just take out my phone and you know, it's we just we film like we just we film you know, each love other. More than All right, we'll go with you. You do it. How long is it going to be about? It's fifteen seconds. Okay, fifteen oh, seconds. Go. Okay. Ready? Sure, you ready, right. Jim? We'll do yeah. a practice run real yeah. quick. All right. All right, I don't. I can't think of anything because we're on a podcast. Elf on a shelf. Yeah. We're gonna introduce Elf on a shelf in okay. this bus and chocolate bar. Okay, I need to see the chocolate Yins bar. Yins are chocolates. All right. All right. Um, here, just hold it up closer it. to you. Go ahead. Just you, say don't this. Don't cover the the, the elf. Oh, Brandon, do you want it? Do you want a? Actually, we're gonna leave it up to him. I want you to start off the video. Yeah, go ahead. Jimmy. Brandon. Do you want a chocolate bar? To say, do you want a chocolate bar? Do you want a chocolate bar? No, like really over the top. Okay. Do you want a chocolate bar? I'm in. Like crazy. Ready? Okay. Watch, Jim. Three, three. Okay, I'm just going to put my mic down Back up the mic a little. Yeah, Do you want a chocolate bar? We'll go right into the camera. Okay. All right. Okay. Three. Okay. That's so great. Three. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's You're boring, Jim. It's the little things. Okay. Ready? Three. Let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. We're good. Okay. okay. Three. Two, one. Do you want a chocolate bar? I don't. 
That's right. Give me back my chocolate bar. Give me back my chocolate bar. <laughs> Wait. No. <laughs> okay. Larry, you're up. Larry, you're up. All right, just pull the mic back a little when you're going to yell so we don't blow out Jim's. Jim's passed up. Okay. It's part of the video. Jim's ears bleeding. We end it. We close with Jim's ears bleeding. All right. All right. All right. All right. Do you want me to do the same thing or something else? This is my chocolate bar. This is my chocolate bar. But like you ready? wine, like act like you're five years old. There you go. But, oh, I, but this is my chocolate All right. bar. Okay. All right, I'll Three, play along. Two, one. But this is my chocolate bar. That's great. Give me back my chocolate bar. My name is Pat. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna like put this out to you here. So okay. It yes. My name is Pat. Okay, right. Oh, hold on. One second, I gotta get rid of that. Give Last me question. back my. Give me back my chocolate! Oh, I, I can't have the chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Three, point to the camera. Three, two, one. Give me back my chocolate bar! That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Then you're up and go. Let's see how it turned out. Though. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Give me back my chocolate bar! This is my chocolate bar! Give me back my chocolate bar! That chocolate bar is mine. No, that chocolate bar is mine. We have to change up the lines. Okay. Three. Two, one. That chocolate bar is mine. There you go. That's good. And then awesome, man. All right. And then you're like, hey, this is mine. Be like in a really high voice. Okay. Hold it. Hold it closer to the camera. Perfect. Just like that. Just stay right there. Three, two, one. This is my chocolate bar. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> That's good Sheila. That's good. That's I love great. it. Okay, we got two seconds left. So no, that's great, these, man. These people are driving me crazy. That's my last good, line. Good. Who are these Actually, people? the funny thing is, yeah, my last line should be... These yenzers are driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you actually took mine, not yours. It should be... You should say, these people are driving me crazy. They go, where's... I should go, yeah. where's my chocolate bar? Okay. That okay. That's it. These, no, that's the last line. Go ahead. These people... Go ahead. Go ahead. Three, two, one. These people are driving me crazy! That's it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> All right that's the video. <laughs> All right, let's take a look. Give me back my chocolate bar! This is my chocolate bar! TikTok. Awesome. Nearly 10 million will see that video. <laughs> 30 million. That Brandon, very, that's very good. Good luck to you. Want to have you on the radio show, too. Appreciate thank you, you so coming much. out today. No, thank you guys so much for having me. This was awesome. This I really was fun. This. I awesome was fascinating to watch how you constructed that video. It was brilliant. It Actually, comedically, comedically you do realize it's it really like breathing. That much fun for me. Yeah, oh, what's that? I'm, I don't know why. I'm sorry. So, so you got left I'm out in the dust. I will be posting, I love seeing you guys. I'll be posting guys, that video a little bit later. Okay. So we'll come home from school. Yeah, I'm going to search it. I'll make sure everybody I know man. sees yes, it. So please. that'll yes, add yes. another 10, we'll 20 people. We'll get you people. some more viewers. Because <laughs> sure, you need more, apparently. Definitely. Episode Great 6, Larry Richard <laughs> Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. We will be back with a possessed man next. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland from 23rd Advice, East Carson Street on the south side of Pittsburgh. And we want to thank Dick Roberts, our producer, and very excited about our next guest. It kind of developed organically in our conversation about haunted Pittsburgh with the Haunted Housewives in part. Uh, Sheila, you shared a story, so I'm going to let you introduce our special guest Yes, so Bob Cranmer and I go back many, many years ago when I was in TV, yes, and I 
did his first television interview with you. And we've stayed in touch ever since. And then you had a really strange, demonic thing happen to you. And I remember you got a hold of me, maybe it was eight or nine years ago, and you said you had written this book. And I got your book called The Demon of Brownsville Road, and I read it in two days' time. And I was like, Bob, I cannot believe this happened to you. Just an incredible story about your haunted home that you had you just loved this home you wanted to buy this home you got in there with your family and really strange things started happening and I'm gonna jump far ahead a movie is actually in the works now about this because it's just such an incredible story but take me back to when you first moved into this house what you noticed about it and how it became the demon of Brownsville Road well really it it began um, when we were looking at the house to buy it. Um, we, we were in touring, uh, it was, I think we went several times to see the house and uh, imagine this is a, is a large Victorian house with large rooms, 10 foot ceilings. A little kid can actually you know, roam around and get lost in it and that's what happened with one of my Children, we were there, we had our four-year-old and our three-year-old, and uh, we were in the basement with the owners uh, looking at this massive furnace that needed to be replaced, and uh, my wife noticed that uh, our three-year-old son wasn't with us. And uh, she became a little alarmed, and, and her and the woman of the house went upstairs to find him. And as they went through to the front of the house, to the foyer, for, uh, the foyer, um, uh, there's a, a large staircase that goes up to a landing and then up to a to a uh, uh, a um, an area where you can look down into the foyer. Anyway, he was on the landing trembling, and uh, I mean that's interesting. And and the uh, the lady kind of rushed forward and embraced him and said, "Honey, what happened? Did you see something?" My wife heard that and like. What do you mean? Did you see something? Here, my son shaking like a leaf, and she wants to know what you saw. So she came away right with, with the feeling, there's something not right here. And she told me about it. And I, you know, I didn't really get into ghosts or have any, any interest or any experience at all with anything supernatural. And I said, ah, you know, I love this house. I want this house. We're going to buy this house. And uh, I'll ask the guy about it. So when we went back, and uh, I, I was surprised when I made my first offer on the house, which was at least $20,000 less than what I was prepared to pay, he took it right away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is your sign. Take it off my hands, Where's the please. paper? You know, I was, I was shocked, really. Um, but I said to him, Jim, uh, is there anything wrong with this house? Just he and I. And, and I asked because my wife said this, and, and you would think he would say, well, define wrong. You know, the roof, the plumbing, the furnace. Uh, he knew right away what I meant. He said, no, no. In fact, we've had mass in, in celebrated in the living room twice. My kids had their first communion Which typically there. happens in homes. <laughs> and, and I said, oh, you, I didn't know the Catholic Church like took mass on the road, uh, which they don't. Uh, and uh, so with that, um, we later on, uh, after we moved in, um, you know, a month or so later, 
these strange things uh, began to occur in the house, and my wife and I uh, came to the conclusion uh, that there's a spirit in the house. Now, at the time, we thought, well, is, is this reason to leave, to sell the house? Maybe we can peacefully coexist. And uh, so that began what eventually uh, came to much more than a haunting. It was a very, very involved circumstance. At what point did you see it go that it was demonic? Well, you know, spirit. yeah, at, at, at the time, you know, you're living through this stuff and things are happening. Um, it, it began to, to deal with our family and my children psychologically. I mean, this, this is not your run-of-the-mill ghost. And there's lots of haunted houses, and what is a ghost? The ghost is a disembodied spirit of a person who once lived for whatever reason. And there's much debate. Uh, if a ghost exists, right. they do. Um, why they're tied to a place or a circumstance for a period of time. Maybe it's purgatory, I don't know. But there are also, in this world, demonic entities. They're fallen angels. They're not people who once lived. They're supernatural beings. The, the Bible points and talks about them. And they're here to perpetrate and to cause evil in the world. Uh, and, and uh, you know, they, how they work and how they influence people and uh, how they interact with human beings. You know, you have full-fledged possessions like in the movie The Exorcist. You have situations where they possess a place, mm -hmm. a building. That's what we dealt So and what were the things that were going on in the house? Well, for the first 10 or so years, um, it was somewhat benign. Um, I mean, nothing really threatening. And, and meanwhile, you were involved in politics this whole time. Yeah. If, if you're, if yeah. You're, the name sounds not familiar. not most of the time. But I want to yeah. interject at this point so people understand that Bob is somebody who served our country. Thank you for your service, 101st Airborne, and served our community mm -hmm. as a commissioner. So this is in the midst of you doing public service at a high level. So I'm sure you don't want to tell people publicly that your home's possessed by a, a demonic <laughs> yeah. while in the midst of all of that. But that gives your credibility yeah. of the story. A lot of push. For, fortunately, all hell didn't break loose in the house and with my family until I was out of office. And thank God I didn't run for re-election um, because things had been coming to a point where it somewhat exploded and this thing unmasked itself for what it was. It was no longer a curiosity of, you know, things going bump in the night. It was much more than that, but we kind of had had come to the point where we understood it, we could live with it. As I said, I didn't realize at the time, like I later would, how it was working on all us very uh, surreptitiously and with evil intent to hurt us. When my wife had a nervous breakdown at you know 30 years old and was hospitalized for several weeks, that thing played a part in that. When my kids had to leave school and you know go to it, Western psych and so on. Um, it, it was, it, it was all this. You're living with a what, devil. What, what was the one moment where you said we got something bad here? We got to get this, an exorcist. In yeah. There. When what, I what moment? What well, when I when I, I when I, when something happened that was life threatening, 
and I realized this thing wants to hurt us, and this is a dangerous situation, and I need to call somebody. But how did, did it, it manifest do? itself? Okay, so, so in, in, that, in that case. Did you see it? No, let me, let me tell you what happened. Um, my son was in, upstairs in his bedroom after school one day. Was he this was the in, blue bedroom? In the blue room. Very I'm afraid, hold me. Teenager. <laughs> and and uh, I think his girlfriend was with him. They were listening to music, or, I hope. And um, <laughs> and uh, this is the unfiltered okay. part. Yeah. This yeah. is G-rated, and, and, Bob. And he heard he heard a loud <laughs> pop in the corner of the bedroom that sounded somewhat like a light bulb beam, like real loud pop, and something whizzed like past his head and hit the wall. And it wasn't like a lamp or something. And you you're could sure it see. wasn't the girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing something across. And and after it hit, and um, he looked on the floor, and what had flown across the room and just missed his his head or his neck, he picked up a music CD, a plastic music CD. Um, DV, yeah, CD, um, which, if you think of a music CD, they're pretty durable. I mean, right. to take one and crack it in half, it's got some force there. You would have to use some force. Or if I took it and threw it against, you know, a concrete wall, it would probably just chip or crack. Right. This thing hit the plaster wall with such velocity, it literally shattered into small shards like a plate would if you threw it down, you know, on on the concrete. And I mean, pieces that you just yeah. held in your hand. There was no shape to it anymore. Once I saw that, and I saw how far this is, you know, ink, inch and a half thick, thick plaster, um, where it cut through the wallpaper and into the plaster. Had that hit him, um, it, you know, it was like a bullet. Could have killed him. Right. So, so with that event, I realized this is dangerous, wow. and I need help. And, and thus began the process of seeking help um, through the Catholic Church. Did you want to leave? Well, house? at the time... Say, hey, you guys go and what? Do exorcism, <laughs> I'll be back. Well, <laughs> um, when, when I had my first conversation with, with Father Langwin, the representative of the bishop, um, the scene was kind of akin to the movie The Matrix with the red pill and the blue pill. He said, listen, you have a choice to make. Sell this house, take your family, move away, or... If you want to try to deal with this problem, if you want to try to um, uh, successfully, you know, exercise the house, we can do that. It's not going to be easy. Um, and so I chose to stay. And we'll hold right there. We want to get to the rest of the story in just a moment. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland. Go to Odyssey. Download the free app if you don't have it or kdkradio.com. Episode 6, Larry Richard Unfiltered. Larry Richard with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland and Bob Cramner, who is our special, special guest. Not only is he well-known in the Pittsburgh area, but he has a story to tell, The Demon of Brownsville Road, that's going to be a feature film. Uh, the book, very successful. And Bob, about to tell us, when you discovered that your family was in physical danger, you sought help from the Catholic Church, not unlike the exorcist but people i think when they saw the exorcist didn't realize that that actually happened because yeah, jim told me 
about meeting what a retired exorcist. No, he retired now. Yeah, but he was the one that uh, Bob was. Bob calls a friend of mine, the priest. Yes, uh, there's the exorcist. There was the exorcist. So you go the to the church. They say it's not going to be easy if you want to stay in this well, house. Yeah. Well, what what happened was again. Well, first know, of all, they believed you. I mean, they came into the home and realized what was going on. I mean, they don't just do an exorcism <clears throat> because you call them. Well, you know, who who are you going to call at the time? <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghost, I wish or I could have. You know, go to the phone book. You know, I I was not Catholic at the time, but I knew enough from movies and books and so on. The Catholic Church claims to have a handle on this stuff. I knew this was beyond your, you know, a, a um, your average haunted house. This was dangerous, and I was beginning to understand that what had happened with my, what was happening with my family, was in some way tied to this whole, the whole feeling in the house, it was just, it was a bad circumstance. So um, I didn't pick up the phone and just call the diocese. Having been a county commissioner and Tom Murphy, who was mayor of Pittsburgh at the time, close friend, I told him, he knew my children, I confident, I told him what had happened, what was happening, and he said, I will go see the bishop. So Tom went and met with Bishop Worrell told him what was happening. I had details, given him some of the details. And he came back and said, you will get a call tonight at 7 o'clock from a priest who's going to talk to you. And that per individual was Father Ron Langwin, uh, spokesperson for the diocese. And uh, from that point forward, he, he told me um, it was odd. It was like he already kind of knew about the house. Uh, I, I didn't know if he was working from some f existing paperwork or file, but he said to me that um, we can, uh, can work with you and help you, and in a year we'll know if we're making progress. Now, I thought the Catholic Church would come with the smoke in the can little, and that, and, and, you know, do a couple things. Some pea soup and it's over. Whatever, yeah. maybe once, maybe twice, and it's done. This you know, it's like, like calling like Roto-Rooter. This was like an exterminator. <laughs> you know? This was like an exterminator. And then they send you the bill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But um, he said in a year we'll know if we're making progress. Mm. Now, I didn't want to hear that. I'm thinking, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he was right. In a year... Uh, we weren't making progress. Uh, I mean, as, if I, I came as close to selling the house, I even thought about maybe just burning the place down. Uh, it was so bad. Uh, but a year later, we were in the middle of a, 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 a terrible battle uh, that then continued for another year until it finally came to a conclusion. And in the process of this, you did some investigating uh, of the house's history, and you found out some really astounding things about what had gone on on that property and in that house in in the house and and on the property and uh how even i believe it affected the community and um without getting into great detail but uh what i discovered that was was most astounding was that in 1792 uh, after the revolutionary war um when the new nation was starting to expand and, and settlers were moving into the Western Territory, which at that point was Ohio, um, the Native Americans who rightly owned that land said, this is our country. Uh, you guys are over near the mountains, don't come here. And 
a war started. It was the first war this country was involved with. George Washington was president. And uh, for the first year or two, it was not going well. And Fort Pitt, which was the frontier, Pittsburgh, was reactivated. And the war reached the Ohio River. During that war, I said all this to say that where the ho my house now sits, obviously wasn't there at the time, but there was a settlement there, a cabin, whatever, and the family that lived there, the mother and three of her daughters were killed by a raiding party uh, and are buried in my front yard. And I, we felt, the priest as well, that the evil that was associated, which perpetrated that massacre of those innocent children and their mother attached itself to the land and eventually influenced and inhabited the house and additional evil things that happened in the house as You well. still own this house? Yes. What? <laughs> How do you stay in it? Like at night? Like I'd be afraid. Like no. by myself. I heard one noise that's, if we come out here. Well, that's that's right? the story. The and story. Now, and now it's a bed and breakfast. <laughs> the story. The story you, you can is. Go and have, the, stay in the house. The story is that good overcomes evil. True. I mm -hmm. mean, this story yes. is complete from beginning to end. The battle was won. God prevailed. Right. And, you know. I'm stuck with this big house that has this <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Uh, so, so many ten years go by. The house is fine. It's peaceful. I've, you know, I yeah, live but there's still some things that go wrong. Remember when I I came to the house? So I you gave me a tour of the house, and we sat down to do an interview. Mm -hmm. We had all the equipment working. Everything was good. The sound was good. We did the interview. I left, and you called me up the next day, and you there said, was "You'll no sound. yeah, you'll never believe this." There's no yeah, um, that might have been the ghost of Paul Long. Oh, yeah. maybe that's what it was. In, in the years, in the years afterwards, yeah, we did have, we did have some issues with recording, um, uh, and the, you weren't the only one that happened. So that's in interesting. Fact, in fact, so, I, oh, I've Bob, done, I thought I was done, the only you one. Better check, you better check your uh, your, your equipment. I've Jim, done are, entire are, interviews on oh, radio yeah, stations. Yeah, we probably should check it. Jim's I've still done, getting us. I've done entire hour-long interviews, and they get done. There's nothing on the tape. So there's but we're really? not in the house, though. We're well, not in the house. Does it, it follow in, you around? Oh, yeah. see, see, this is the thing. It's, I don't think it's so much the house. Mm -hmm. Writing that book was like outing the mob. And... Evil doesn't want to be unmasked. Right. Evil does not want this story to be told. I mean, my life since the book was, was published hasn't been a bed of roses. And, I mean, some pretty bad things have happened. And this, by the way, and is a compelling book. I don't Demon think of Brownsville Road. You cannot put it down. I don't think it's the house. I think it's evil. Um, the, the, I mean, for goodness sakes, Russian television in Moscow did a special on this book. I mean, I've been interviewed all over, you know, in Europe. I've been interviewed nationally. It's gotten a lot of attention. And, again, um, evil doesn't want people to know that it's real. It's much more than people's evil intentions. Evil, the devil, angels, God, it's all true. Mm -hmm. It's all true. It's you, all true. You think it could be the noises Jill heard, like maybe it's like spirits? Because I remember Father, the, the exorcist we know uh, that did it, but... He remember him telling me that demons are rare. It's not like a common thing. Like usually, it's a ghost. Like you said, a spirit. Sure. Afterwards, yeah. it's not usually. It's a real rare thing. So maybe it's there, it's an old house. Could be just a spirit there. It's a friendly spirit. Like well, Casper? I mean, I don't think <laughs> the ghost the ghost is causing Left what there. because these these electronic issues that have happened in the house be have also guy. happened 
outside of that. So it's better, following you. Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've done, I remember I was in Milwaukee one time at a, at a, at a radio station doing an interview like this. And when I was done, we were standing, I had a cup of coffee just like this sitting on the table. We were just, stand, all of a sudden the, it went flying over, <laughs> on, went flying onto the floor all by itself. Woo! Like, right. Onto the floor. What do you say, Bob? Again, with your credibility uh, and your resume, so people were, have a tendency to believe you more. But what have, what do you tell naysayers to say, Bob? There, there's no ghosts or demons. <laughs> I tell them to read the book. I think the book is so compelling. I've had many, many, especially young people, come up to me years ago. I did book talks and interviews all over, and I'd go to Barnes and Noble and. 30, 40 people would come to hear me. And young, young people, um, you know, in their 20s would come up and say, you know what, I, I've grown, I grew up, I never went to church. I know nothing about God. My grandparents went to church, but, you know, my parents didn't, I don't. So I know nothing. But your book has changed my perspective on, on life and what I believe. I think that's why there are now paranormal networks and paranormal movies and paranormal TV shows. So many young people, they don't know anything about God, but they know that something exists beyond the physical body, that there's some spiritual component to life, and they're interested in it. And I, I think that's why the paranormal is, has, has taken Your off. Your movie fits right in with The Conjuring people because The Conjuring movies is really good over evil. Zed and Lorraine Warren using good over evil. It's just kind of the message of the, those movies. So your your movie will be perfect for that. But how is your family now? Uh, well, we have, it's issues. I mean, I'm I've divorced a few years ago, and we've had issues. And and uh, would you say the genesis of that is this whole process with the book and everything yeah. we went through? Um, it didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say it didn't help. And uh, uh, had I do, had anything to do again, um, I probably should have moved my s- children out of the house during this, the situation. Um, but I saw it at the time as giving, giving ground to this thing. And, and I, I wanted to maintain this was our house. We owned it, and we're not going to move. But it did its damage. Are you involved directly with the film? That's being discussed. Well, um, dealing with Hollywood is is interesting. Yeah, Jim I mean, and I yeah, know. I have an agent. I have an agent who who's who who sold the book uh, to Penguin, who sold the book to Warner Brothers, to New Line Cinema, and um, uh, you know I signed a contract. Uh, we negotiated things into the contract that basically says I get a review of the script. I'll be an advisor. Um, but I, they haven't called me up. They did ask if I still own the house, so we'll see. And there's already a screenwriter attached to the Well, they're, script. they're yeah, writing the yeah. script right now. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. When you, when you yeah. wrote the book, was it more of a therapeutic thing, or did you just think this will sell? Because it did take off. I couldn't put it down. Like she said, you read, read it in th- two days. Same mm-hmm. thing. I've read it a couple times. I recommend people to get the book, Demon and Bronze, were on Kindle. It was, it was somewhat uh, was post-traumatic therapy? stress when I wrote it. And uh, I, I kept uh, detailed notes every day um, for several years, 350 pages of notes. And when I, a year or so later, I figured if I'm going to write, Tom Murphy said to me, he told me to keep notes, which I'm, gl- I'm glad he did. And then at the end, yeah. he said, you need to write a book. 
So when I started to put pen to paper, and I'd never written a book, um, when I was going through my notes and translating those daily notes into a narrative, right. um, it, one, I'm glad I did it when I did because I could still remember how I felt and remember details that I wouldn't be able to remember now. But it, it, it was like reading about you know, some very traumatic event you so had been involved in. So it's therapeutic in. a little a bit. To right? an extent, but uh, yeah, it kind of messed with me. Hard to more. relive it. Yeah, it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're fascinated to see the film. If you haven't read the book, uh, The Demon of Brownsville Road, Bob Cramner, really... Now I really want to go see this movie down the road. I hope they end up making it because they're going to film it in your house. Maybe we can come down. I don't to know. I hope they do. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I don't know if they do, will or but not. But we appreciate part uh, of it, you sharing the story. Thanks, Sheila said you won't believe this. and I can believe Sheila's in the house. That's so wild. You're in the house. It is house. a bed and breakfast. Oh, it's great. People love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, people go out of their way to say now how peaceful the place is. And they don't know anything about the book. They said, we just feel so good. I said, well, we've had mass in most every room of the house at one time or another. Do they come in from all over the country, especially for October? Yeah, we get we get travelers literally from all over the country. And I don't promote the book with the B&B. If they happen to know about it, I'll just And I hear you serve a great breakfast, People should check it out. The Dean of Brownsville Road, Bob Cramner. We appreciate uh, sure. you sharing the story. Thank you. Episode 6 has been a great one, and we hope that you'll download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. If you haven't, kdkradio.com. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland. We want to thank Bob Bazelli, Lou Caputo, and Ray Sefcik here at 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street in the south side. Dick Roberts, our producer, also want to thank Rick Dolnak, who's a great actor who spends some time with us doing these, and Jim Petolsky, who does a tremendous job even when Brandon Max blew his ears out with There's a no demons with a, with a grilled cheese. Yeah, good luck with that. And we'll catch you again next time.